Hello and welcome to another episode of The Advantage. I'm your host, Michael Fiddle. It is 4.30 in the morning as I click record. Now, before we get started, it's kind of becoming normal to drop a little sleep update or time that we start recording update. And right now, it's a new record, latest ever starting or earliest ever starting, no matter how you want to flip this on its head. 4.28 a.m. as I click record here in California. 7.30 for you East Coasters. Y'all getting up and going to work. I'm about to go to bed after this. You see, what had happened was, classic saying that I grew up with, you see, what had happened was, I submitted my last bet at 12.06 a.m. Four and a half hours ago. And I knew I had to record the pod. And we know I do these pods in the wee hours of the night. I was waiting for a little bit more market information to develop. I was waiting for a little bit stronger betting splits to come in. I was waiting for a few lines to start moving at some other books to see if there was other spots that I wanted to grab action on. And then I was going to come sit down and record the podcast. And I plan to do it probably around 1, 1 Put on the low post podcast. Was listening to him say that Siakam is going to be traded to the Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana Pacers, which Shams ended up tweeting later last night after that podcast had come out, which seems to be heating up. And I passed the fuck out. And I woke up at 4.15, said, I got a podcast to do. I am dedicated to my craft here. It's that Wednesday show. It is a high-volume NBA slate where I got to do a slate breakdown podcast and get out my seven best bets across the 10 games on this slate. So let's do it. We'll try and do it a little quicker today. Sorry if I'm a little bit sluggish. Before I get started, let me remind everyone to rate, review, subscribe, whatever podcast platform you are listening to. And, of course, sign up for the fiddlespicks.substack.com free gambling newsletter. If you like my content, that is the best place to find all of my best bets, my write-ups, my podcast links, my giveaways, and so much more. Fiddlespicks.substack.com. And of course, this podcast is brought to you by Fantasy Basketball International. And you could watch this as a video on the Fantasy Basketball International YouTube channel. If you are interested in really learning how to bet the NBA and understanding the intricacies of what I am doing. I do find watching the show on the YouTube the best and easiest way to actually understand. All right, we got 10 games to go through, seven best bets to break down. Let's do it. I'm the type to get shit done. You the type to observe. March Madness on my speakers, but today's November 23rd. Got something loud in the blunt, yeah. I don't say what I want, yeah. Probably somewhere sunny and tan. All right, everyone, like I said, today is the January 17th Full Slate Breakdown Podcast, and I am Looney Tunes for recording this at 4.30 in the morning. That's, you know, I'm, I'm dedicated to the game, like I said. I am going to share my FanDuel odd screen on the YouTube version of the show so you can start to see it. Of course, not all of my bets are placed at FanDuel. I just think FanDuel is the best user interface to go through everything, and I like the way it is sorted with some statistics. 
Of course, I will point out the exact line I got and the book that I got it at, as well as the best current available line that you could shop for as I go through my best bets. So make sure to line shop your available options as well and always place the bet in the direction with the best available number. So Minnesota Timberwolves go to the Detroit Motor City Pistons to take on, I'd say, the hottest sports city across sports. That was so well said at four in the morning. Uh, Detroit Pistons coming. Oh, my God. Detroit coming into this game with a national championship with Michigan, with a playoff win with the Lions, and the Detroit Pistons winning their last game. There, I got through it. I don't think they're up for the same task, the same glory, when you got the number one seed in the West coming to town. We do have Ant-Man questionable with some knee tendonitis. That's why we've seen the spread open at minus 13 and come down to minus 11 and a half. However, kind of independent on the Ant news, the total opened too low. It opened at 221, which I got at Bet Rivers. It was 221.5 when I took my powwow nap four hours ago at FanDuel. It's now universally up to 223. So 223 is the best number on the board. It is minus 110 everywhere, and it has reached a consensus point. I still think it's definitely the right direction. If you want to play it, I'd probably play it for less than one unit like I did because some of that value is inherently gone. But the way the Detroit Pistons have been playing basketball over the last month is completely different from their way they were playing basketball prior to that. They are playing a lot of five-out ball. They are spacing the floor. They are attempting a lot of threes. So if you look at their team stats, you look at their three-point efficiency and frequency, they ranked near the bottom of the league. But if you study them over the last few weeks, that is a discrepancy in their style and approach of play. You could see right here in the records... The Detroit Pistons are 24 and 16 against the total towards the over. So they, despite being a low scoring team, are a good team to back overs because the market still thinks they are playing slower and in more inefficient than they actually are. So until that starts to catch up, we can ride some Detroit Pistons overs. I got it at 221. The best number is 223. Pick your poison if you want to play it with me. The Milwaukee Bucks go to Cleveland, take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, we got a battle of two teams with mixed storylines coming in. So, Milwaukee winning a lot of games, 28 and 12 straight up, but they're not covering and they're just simply not well coached and they're not impressive despite their record. 16 and 24 against the spread for the Bucks. So, despite winning 28 games, they're covering the spread less than 50% of the time, 16 and 24. Uh, they're not well coached is what I keep reiterating with this Milwaukee Bucks team. On the flip side, Cleveland Cavaliers is a home underdog. Very intriguing. But the conversation eventually has to be had, and maybe it's one worth saving for an episode of Check Ball where I could talk with Alec and AV. But Cleveland is down Garland and Mobley, the two future faces of their franchise and yet the team's getting better like explain that to me like i'm five explain to me what cleveland should do if everyone wants them to trade mitchell but they're actually better with him on the court and garland and mobley off the court so that's a worthy discussion to have 
Cleveland comes into this contest, winners of five straight, and playing so well, just simplifying the game around Donovan and Jared Allen, it's actually very reminiscent of the Donovan-Rudy Jazz, where it was a lot of pick and roll between Rudy and Donovan, now replaced by Jared Allen. It is a good defense on the back end, and it is surrounded by people who can shoot and make a one quick pass, whether that's Struess, Bang Bang Niang, who I think Bang Bang Niang was on those Jazz teams, so he knows a thing or two with Donovan. Uh, Karis Levert. Those guys can not only hit the three, but quick dish as well. So Cleveland playing really well right now. Line open, plus four and a half or plus five. We're even seeing 3.5s on the board. This is an example of reverse line movement as we look at these uh, betting splits that are pulled up in the stats. 61% of the bets are on Milwaukee. 57% of the money is on Milwaukee. So a few things are going through my brain when I see that. I see 57% of the money on Milwaukee, but 61% of the bets say the bigger bet tickets are on Cleveland. Despite it being less overall money in the market, the average bet ticket is higher on the Cavalier side. Flip side, the reverse line movement angle is we also have this coming down from 4.5 to plus 4. Despite 57% of money being on Milwaukee's side. So why would the books make it easier? For the Milwaukee Bucks to cover, if 61% of people want that side and 50% of 57% of the money is going on that side, it's because the book here is willing to gamble. They're willing to take a side. They're going to say, we want your Milwaukee Bucks money. And as someone who bets into these markets, I go the exact opposite direction and say, okay, give me a Cavaliers ticket. You want me to bet on the butts? I actually want to bet on the Cavs. So give me Cavs as a home underdog. Played it at plus four and a half. Of course, we know key numbers in the NBA. Five, six, seven, and eight are the four most common outcomes. Not in that order. The order is seven, five, six, eight. But those are the four most common outcomes, and they're all north of that plus 4.5. So I only played this smaller because the value of the number was less. Give me one second. Bronny is waiting at the door to go outside. Okay, let's move on to Miami Heat at Toronto Raptors. Raptors playing really good ball with their new pieces in town, but I think the Siaka rumors heating up have to be cause for pause coming into this game. Really, it's Miami Heat finally getting healthier. That's what's most intriguing to me. Jimmy Butler back in the lineup. I think we're going to have Kevin Love out, but the main guys, Lowry, uh, Caleb Martin and Jimmy Butler, I think, should all be back. It's great news for Miami. They are a strong traveling road team. Uh, despite Toronto being a strong home court presence, they're a weaker team this year that you could play into that angle. Miami Heat favored on the road. Uh, we look at the betting splits, and they tell a little bit of a mixed story. Like when I just pulled that up, and the reason why I'm stuttering with my words is because I'm trying to figure out the right way to phrase this and explain it. 60% of the bets, but 52% of the money on Miami. So pretty similar to the Milwaukee situation that's going on here, where there's bigger tickets actually on the other side. However, the line movement is on the heat side. So it's not moving in reverse. It's moving in accordance with the bigger money that's coming in. So the book is not taking a position in the market. And second, 
this is one betting site for the splits. I can also go over to DraftKings, which had a better Miami Heat line for longer, right? So if you were someone who wants to put down big money or sizable money or enough money to actually impact the betting splits at one of these websites, and you saw a minus two at DraftKings and a minus 2.5 at FanDuel, what are you going to take? You're going to go to DraftKings and take the plus two. So I'll share this tab instead. This is VEASAN's betting uh, splits, which comes from DraftKings. And you can see here 66% of the money and 82% of the bets are on Miami. So it tells the exact opposite side, where clearly when you look here, Miami is the sharp side, correlates with line movement. You're getting it before the threshold of a lot of important numbers. And even though they are a road dog, they're getting healthy, and I like it. So Miami Heat minus 2.5. At minus 108 here on FanDuel, that's actually the exact line that I got, and you could still play it. Uh, Houston Rockets take on the Knicks. Both teams very defensive, and the total is climbing. Explain that to me. I don't know how to explain it. All I know is that I found a line that was over 219.5 with minus 105 VIG, and I love low VIG. I love paying minus 108 for that heat line. I ended up paying minus 112 for my Cavaliers plus four and a half, and I hated it. I did it anyway. This is the most valuable line on the board, but I did not like that. For the Knicks Rockets, I'm not going to go over too much of the basketball angle here. Uh, it's clearly a market overplay. Now, my basketball brain would tell you uh, it's an underplay. However, it's not. Smarter minds than me have recognized this to be an overplay. Might be pace, might be game style, it might be the way that each team defends the three and that we think the Knicks are going to shoot with uh, high efficiency tonight, whatever it is. I played this for half a unit because I realized there was loud noise that this was an overspot. And I realized that my brain doesn't trump my ability to read a market. My basketball brain doesn't trump my ability to read a market. My brain is the reason why I have an ability to read a market. But the, my belief in basketball angles, that's the way to put it, does not trump my reliance on a betting market. And my reliance on a betting market said, this is an overspot with the Rockets and the Knicks, so go play into it. Let's find the best available line for that. Now, you could still get a over 219 and a half at Bet Rivers, at Bet MGM. Uh, Bet MGM's is juiced to minus 115, so I'd rather play a 220 at fairer odds. Uh, Bet Rivers over 219 at minus 109 is the best line. So uh, only four cents different from the exact line that I got. The Atlanta Hawks are another very clear, sharp side. Now, I have been, what do you call it, a, a, a hawk whisper? A bald, am I a bald eagle for talking to the Hawks? Anyways, I'll skip this weird joke. Magic, go to Atlanta, take on the Hawks. They're banged up. They're missing Franz. They are, Franz is such a key piece for the Magic to be missing. I know you're going to say, what do you mean? They're they're two and th two and one without Franz in the last three games. They were coming off two straight wins. All right, well let's contextualize them a bit. 
they beat up on the Houston Rockets, who are horrendous at traveling. I think the Rockets have one road win all year. I think it was against the Grizzlies. Correct me if I'm wrong. They might Grizzlies might have won that one. Anyways, Rockets can't win on the road, and they scored 86 against Orlando. I mean, uh, yeah, the other day without France. Then Orlando plays Portland Trailblazers, who are not playing Brogdon, not playing Eaton. I don't know if Jeremy Grant played that game, but they're playing Scoot and Tumani Kamara and Duop Barith and those those fellas. So you want to read? I, I'm not reading into that. This Atlanta Hawks team on the other end is starting to actually get healthy. They get Jalen Johnson back recently. Trey and DeJounte are both active. Uh, Bog Bog's playing. They're just down from their main rotation. I think DeAndre Hunter, who's been out for a long time. So they got Sadiq. They got all of their normal guys in the wings to throw various looks at Palo and make him into a very low-efficient score, which he naturally is. But I think in this game, even more so with the Okongwu, Capella, Jalen Johnson, Sadiq Bay, different looks that you could throw at Palo. He's in for a rough night. Atlanta Hawks just coasted to a win where they had a 20-point lead in the first quarter against San Antonio Spurs. Got a little bit closer late, but it wasn't actually a close contested contest at any point where the Hawks felt threatened. It was like almost a backdoor cover situation. But Hawks coasted to a win, stayed at home. Magic going on the road, missing some key pieces. I think this is a no-brainer. Take the Atlanta Hawks. Look at this sharp side. 55% of the bets in terms of volume on Orlando, but 67% of the money on Atlanta. Like, that's a drastic difference in the betting splits. You have line movement going from minus 3 to minus 3.5. I actually played this at minus 3. Yep, at flat minus 3. Um, the line movement in accordance with the money, not the volume. This is good. This is what we like to see. This is, means Atlanta Hawks are a very clear, sharp side for this game. Uh, Boston Spurs, crazy numbers. Boston taking steam in the spread, under direction taking steam in the total. Generally, when you correlate a minus 16-point spread that you'd have to cover and a game trending under, you would say, well, those things don't add up. So you either play the under or the minus 16, or you play the plus 16, like, as the angle for the under. I don't like that. It's all gross to me. Skip that game. Also skip Hornets Pelicans. Ain't nobody wants to talk about LaMelo versus Zion. Go watch it, but don't bet it. Mavericks are taking on the Lakers. We have confirmed news that Luka will be out. We know that the Dallas Mavericks have won both or all three contests, I think both contests, against the Lakers earlier this season, both of them came with Luka 30-point double-doubles. Uh, I think one was 30-12, and 12, and the other was 30-17. and 17. Luka Magic was going crazy. He clearly gets up for his games against LeBron. He is confirmed out for this game. We also have Derek Jones Jr., uh, Maxi Kleber, uh, Grant Williams, a uh, few others on the injury report. So Mavericks might be down a few key role players. Lakers, on the other hand, finally getting healthy. Everyone wants to fire Darvin Ham. Shouldn't do it. Everyone wants to say it was the in-season tournament that ruined the Lakers. It wasn't. It was missing key role players. It was D'Lo being down. It was Rui being down. It was, uh, who else missed some time? Vanderbilt missed a bunch of time. So having those guys who can 
create their own shot or be a force defensively. Like, those are going to make the lives of LeBron and AD so much easier. And I know LeBron and AD are going, if they're going to play, they're going to get their tremendous stat set, but they need the ancillary pieces to win in the modern NBA with how deep the league is. Uh, Jazz Warriors, I have no bets for that game. Uh, Nets Blazers. Do I have a Nets Blazers? I'm on the under 223.5. Oh, it's at 224.5. So this is going to be my one negative CLV ticket. Thankfully, it's for three quarters of a unit. Where I'm actually on the wrong side of this game. Couldn't tell you why. Let's check the betting splits. Let's check in with that. Yeah, I think it's just handle that's coming in right now because we're seeing 69% of the bets, but only 65% of the money on the over. So the one point of difference doesn't scare me too much. Obviously, that's not ideal. Obviously, I'd rather have played it where it is now. There's actually no 223.5s left. So yeah, this is kind of shitty. Only 224s and 224.5s. I'm stuck in business there unless I want to like hedge it off half a point different at the 224 and playing over where I could push one, lose one. Uh, I don't really want to do that. I'm going to stick with my basketball angle on a small bet with tiny negative CLV and see how the market continues to develop over the course of the day. Nets and Blazers just both really struggling to score the ball. So it felt like a clear under spot. There was early market signals towards the under. It opened at 224.5. When I grabbed 223 and a half, that was the best number left. So there were no 224s or 224.5s. It's back to its opening point. Gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. We'll see which way this ends up trending and going. I don't like that, though. Definitely don't like that. All right, let's review best bets that I'm on quickly. Uh, Hawks minus three, full unit. Lakers minus three, full unit. Cavaliers plus 4.5, three quarters of a unit. Knicks Rockets over 219.5, half a unit. Heat minus 2.5, three quarters of a unit. Wizards Pistons over 221, full unit. Nets Blazers under 223.5, three quarters of a unit. Thank you for tuning in. I hope I wasn't too uh, lazy, boring, and out of it today. Make sure you follow all of my channels. Go sign up for fiddlespicks.substack.com. And definitely go check out uh, my most recent episode of Check Ball. This is the show that I'm doing every week with AV and our producer, Alec. It's fucking awesome that we have a producer on the show. There was a moment this week where me and AV were having a discussion. And we asked, like, hey, Alec, can you go look up this? And, like, a few minutes later, we brought him on to break down the research of the show. So we are leveling up this whole platform. And including just a once a week, just general check ball conversation. This week, we talked about Jerry Krause's wife incident. We talked about Eric Spolstra getting his $15 million a year extension and comparing it to some players who get similar salaries. We talked about the post-game press conference rants of Mike Brown and Darko. And we talked about that LeBron James and Bronny dual signed one of one card. How we felt about that as a memorabilia item. And so much more. So go check out episodes of Check Ball. You can find them on the Fantasy Basketball International YouTube channel or the Advantage Sports Betting Podcast, available on all podcast platforms. Thank you, as always. Good luck tonight. Peace out. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. 
And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.